podcast is to share what's going on across the early learning and childcare sector in Edinburgh from our local authority settings, partner providers, childminders and playgroups, anybody who's delivering funded early learning and childcare. We are going to chat about hot topics and the intention of all of this is to try to share information so that everyone involved in delivering ELC from our um, early years assistants, our trainees, our MAs, and practitioners right through to leaders of settings um, all are on the same page and are able to contribute to continuous self-improvement so that all of our kids are getting the best start in life. My name's Bex and I work as part of the central team in Edinburgh. Each episode I will be waffling on around various different things, trying to unpick some challenges and signpost places that you might be able to go for further information. Coming up on this episode, we'll be finding out about what happened at Leading the Strategy in September. We will have a look at how good is our early learning and childcare and a bit about how it's set up. We will think a little bit about the new Leading Learning Partnerships and how they fit in with our Early Learning Improvement Partnerships. Gosh, we like a little acronym, don't we? And we will explore some continuous professional learning that's coming up and think about some of the things that you might want to get involved in to support your practice. I'll give you a bit of information about the transition project that's coming up and we will explore the developmental milestones and learning overviews. Okay, to start off with, let's go with leading the strategy. These are meetings that are held three times per year for managers from all early early learning and childcare settings across the city. They're linked to the strategic self-evaluation plan for the city and have input from various folk to try to support our intended outcomes. In the afternoon, a new thing this year is that all the leaders are mixed up across the north and the south into leading learning partnerships. These are groups of four settings who are mixed. So there's um, local authority, there's playgroups and there are partner providers all in the same group. And they're there to build relationships and work together on improvement and continuous self-evaluation, but we'll have some more on that in a bit. Okay, so September's Leading the Strategy started in a little bit of an unusual way with a video of a guy dancing. Um, the, the video is called Leadership Lessons from Dancing Guy, and if you haven't seen it, Google it. Basically, it's a guy really enjoying himself in a field. He must be at a festival somewhere, and he is just out there on his own, Gain at Laldi. So um, the message behind it is that it takes more than just a leader to get something going, to get a movement. There also needs to be someone who is the first follower. And sometimes that can be just as daunting as being the leader. If you will, though, while you watch it, imagine our senior education manager standing in front of a room, a large room of 150 bemused folk because she started dancing along with a guy. Not something you see every day, um, but still it was a good giggle. Anywho, back to self-evaluation. In the early years, we have a splendid national document called How Good Is Our Early Learning and Childcare? It helps us to think about where we are now, how we know where we are, and what we're going to do next. The document itself is pretty big, but it's not meant to be used all in a one It's broken down into three categories. One, leadership and management two, learning provision, and three, successes and achievements. Within the categories are quality indicators that break down the larger category into more manageable chunks. The block that we're focusing on from August to January this year 
includes 1.2, which is leadership of learning, 2.3, learning, teaching and assessment, and 3.2, securing children's progress. The way Higuelk is structured, under each QI there are themes and a small paragraph with high-level statements describing what a level 5, or a very good setting, looks like. So for 1.2, leadership of learning, the themes are professional engagement and collegiate working, impact of CLPL and children leading learning. We'll come back to CLPL and collegiate working later on, but just now we'll look at children leading learning. So in the document, a successful setting is described as a setting where children lead their learning and use their own ideas and interests to shape the environment and experiences. So I suppose this links to the kind of responsive planning stuff and the planning the children guidance that you can find on the blog. A lot of that though is linked to really sensitive interactions and being able to wait and listen. So kind of linking back to the work of Julie Fisher and thinking how we make the most of children's voices and how we value their ideas and support them to extend their own thinking. The other thing around Higuelk is that it offers challenge questions to support self-evaluation. So finding out where you are at the moment in your setting and practice and giving you kind of hints and directions about where you might want to go next. So at leading the strategy, one of the first things that we did was we thought around what high quality communication and literacy experiences look, feel and sound like for our kids. We got loads of brilliant ideas back and I was lucky to be part of the group that sat down and went through them all and kind of categorised them into themes. From these we took um, quite a few of them and brought them together to create the graffiti wall which is now found on the blog. You can use that however you want might be quite useful as a wee audit to see if you have got the experiences right for your kids in your setting. Later on in the session we had some input from the Hannon team and then really interestingly from two settings who've been using the Hannon approach and have been through the training. They talked really nicely about the impact that that professional learning has had on their practice and their setting and most importantly how that's changed the experiences of their kids. Um, Hannon is a really lovely approach and it's there to support interactions and make sure that we work at the kids level allowing them time to form their own theories and express their own ideas. The one of the things that a lot of people have spoken to me around is Lynn's um, input from Liberton Nursery School. So she had used some of the techniques of videoing across her team, um, but the way they'd started was they had found it too difficult to go straight in to videoing themselves, and so they started by videoing um, observations so that they could share those and moderate them um, in their staff team. But a side effect of that was that the team were able to start reflecting on their own practice as they went. They'd maybe hear something that they'd said or a conversation between two adults that happened off camera. But then you can realise the real impact that that had had on the environment as a whole. So if you and your team can't quite face the idea of filming yourselves yet, perhaps that's a way in to begin by filming an observation to support discussion and see where it takes you. T's and C's of course apply, please make sure you have the required permission from parents and carers. Ooh, I felt all Claudia Winkleman there, that was exciting. In the afternoon, the locality split into their leading learning partnerships. As I said before, these are groups of four different settings from across the city. 
these groups will stay the same at least for the next um, year or so so that supportive relationships can form and that everyone has opportunities to share practice with each other. So we started off with a chat around meeting norms, thinking about what we always have to do when we're in a meeting and some ones which are context specific. So for example, there were a number of prompts for discussion with statements that included phones off, one speaker at a time, challenge the idea, not the person, um, but also some kind of interesting ones that really prompted a lot of discussion. My two favourites were silence is consent and no war stories. The silence is consent one is really interesting because we've all been in meetings where you know that what is being said, the person across the table vehemently disagrees with and will tell you that in the staff room as soon as the meeting is finished, but they don't say anything there and then. So is it that by not speaking up there, they're kind of saying, well, you know, I forfeit my right to be grumpy about this because I haven't challenged it in the right forum. It's an interesting idea and it's one that's quite worth unpicking with um, your team for your meetings. The other one is the no war stories. And for both of the settings, both of the sessions rather, I could tell immediately when folk had gotten onto that because there were these massive guffaws that came up across the room. We've all been in the position where you're at a time pressured meeting, but someone starts off on a story and you've probably heard it before and that triggers somebody else in your team to go off on a similar story. And before you know it, the time for the meeting's gone and you're thinking, do you know what? That would have been better over a Jaffa cake and a cup of tea. If you fancy finding out more about those materials or maybe using them with your team, I'm happy to share them with you. Do just get in touch, send me an email. The reason that we're working so hard to facilitate collaboration across settings is that we know from research that opportunities for professional dialogue are crucial for supporting developments in practice and that developing relationships across settings, looking outwards, if you're using the language of Higgy Welk, help to moderate judgments. This leads us nicely on to a bit of work that Paula, Early Years Manager, and myself have been doing this last year. We started off looking at cluster work. You might remember there was a um, survey monkey that came round to find out whether you were involved. We looked at the findings and it was interesting because in some parts of the city there's really well established cluster work. In other parts of the city, not so much. Sometimes the cluster is simply the leaders and then they cascade the meeting, the, the kind of um, results of the meetings back to their teams. In others, people have the opportunity across teams to attend, but there was no kind of set way of it working. Um, because some of the things were really well established, we actually didn't think that it was worth us coming in and saying, right, stop what you're doing, do this differently, let's change it all. So instead, what we thought we needed to do was to find a way to facilitate more consistent opportunities for practitioners across teams to work together. So we got together a pilot group of PRACs and their leaders from different settings and we worked through various different topics. We started off with values and then we kind of moved on to pedagogy and then from then on it was a real dialogue trying to find ways that would work to engage practitioners in collaboration and leadership across their own settings um, but kind of mindful of the challenges that everybody faces. What was really interesting when we did that bit of work was that the managers and the leaders perceptions of the challenges varied wildly from what was coming back from the prax. So the things that came back predominantly from our managers was around time and resources and supply cover. 
But actually what came back from practitioners on the floor was that yes, they identified those as challenges, but the big barriers for them was that whole, um, was about confidence actually, about feeling okay, about putting their views forward um, and about being heard and kind of valuing their own ideas. So how do we get through there? Well, what we need to do is to provide a space for folk to get together. Um, I have just finished doing the Into Headship qualification and so as part of that I read a ton of research internationally and locally around ELC. Um, what comes through across the globe is that um, quality early learning and childcare is a brilliant thing and it can positively affect the life chances particularly of our most disadvantaged kids so that really goes to support um, one of the main aims of the expansion as um, set out by Nikki Sturgeon. But what we also know is that um, low quality ELC can actually be worse than no exposure at all. So we need to know that what we're doing is the best possible experiences for our kids. What the research shows us, again, is that one of the best ways to develop quality is for all involved in delivering ELC to be able to have time for that professional dialogue to develop their own understanding and a shared understanding of pedagogy and to develop their practice through collaboration. But we have to face that massive challenge of time. And we also have to kind of normalise having those conversations because it can be really tricky to talk about yourself. Kind of goes back to the videoing thing. We're just not used to it. And we're also rubbish at saying what we're good at. Anyway, so what we came to is that an online platform that everyone can use whether you are a partner provider childminder and um, playgroup local authority manager practitioner everyone will be able to have access um you will have a username and a password so if you are in a local authority school or nursery class or um early year setting go to your ict coordinator they will be able to give you access if you are from playgroup childminder or partner provider please get in touch with Kerry Blair and she'll be able to send you out the paperwork to issue you with a password. The online space will be organised so that once you log in there'll be a place for all the national guidance, there'll be a place for all CEC guidance and then comes the exciting bit. There will be a tile called ELIPS and inside that will be different areas of improvement. So I had the amazing job of going through all the squips across the city. And as you can imagine, improvement priorities kind of kept cropping up and kept cropping up. So there was often ones on child's voice. There was a lot on observations. There was a lot on literacy and numeracy experiences. So within that, you can click on health and well-being, or you can click on literacy or you can click on developing outdoors and there will be a space where you can post things that have gone well for you you can ask for support you can start conversations and most importantly you can start setting up chances for you to share practice with somebody that you really need to the support from um, and so that your time is really well spent because we know it's you know it's like hen's teeth isn't it so this is a first pass the hope is that it'll be a really good support for you guys but I'm open to adjusting it for um, depending on feedback. It will be rolled out 
um, widely, hopefully at January. So you'll be able to find out more at the Quality Matters and leading the strategy in the new year. So for the moment, keep making links, keep working on your improvement plans. And if you don't know what's on yours, ask your leadership teams, find what you're interested in and really be there taking it forwards. Okay, on to CLPL now, career long professional learning, and I still get confused with CPD, so I might slip back. Apologies if that's the case. There are some really excellent opportunities coming up. My um, top pick is the Zero to Threes conference on the 5th of November at the Faith Mission from 9am to 3.30pm. There, there will be a chance to look at the new Zero to Three milestones and planning support. We'll be hearing from the Scottish Government and Health Visitors for an update. And then we'll also be having some input on early communication and literacy development with a focus on storytelling and rhyme. Now, this means that there will be loads of some brilliant things that you can take back to your setting that day and use, which is always a good thing. I love coming away from a CLPL opportunity and thinking, right, I can just do this and that will immediately be a good thing. In the end, or rather at the end of September, Linda Keith delivered another good couple of sessions of CLPL on early phonological awareness. Um, and the resources are up on the blog. So if you missed it, or if you went and you want to see a bit of a reminder or get some of the materials there, go to our blog. It's really worth a look. One of the things that I've been rummaging around in recently is the SSSC website and their CLPL offer. So if you go to their webpage and into supporting the workforce, then to the learning zone, at the bottom of the webpage, you will find all of their resources. And it is really great. There's things ranging from an induction resource for any new starts to some things on child development, schematic play, observations. You go at your own pace. They're really good quality things. And again, they're useful on the floor, not just the kind of things that are abstract brain hurty. Do keep a note of it, remember, um, you can use the portal for your SSSC record um, and make sure that your registration is up to date. Have a look, tweet us, let us know how you found it and if you have found anything else that you think might be good for us to highlight, get in, get in touch so that we can do that. Okay, coming up to the end of the podcast now, we're going to have a quick chat about the developmental milestones and learning overviews. These are an A3 sheet that was finalised at the start of August and released then. It starts with the child at the centre and then the various levels of development and this is typical development. We're not saying that every child will follow this. We are not saying that the development is um, linear for everybody. It's just about the typically developing child. Um, the holistic development is what we're looking at. So we've taken away the old literacy and numeracy trackers because they really were quite linear um, and they did provide quite a structured view of looking at the child. This is to try and look holistically at the whole child. They're not intended to use to plan from, but rather to support your professional judgments around the strengths and potential challenges that might be facing a child. The guidance note around it is really worth a read if you're not clear. At the end of the year, we'll be asking for basic information around the completion of the DMLOs. So please do make sure that for all of your three to fives, you keep a coffee. 
The developmental milestone and learning overviews are linked to e-journals if you use them, but there isn't a function to see all four domains together. So for the moment, uh, if I was on the floor, I think I'd be using a paper copy for each child just um, till I get the hang of it. Thank you very much to all of those who used them last year. Um, you fed into the development of the final version and your feedback was very much appreciated. Last thing, the transition project. So we sent out a survey monkey to determine which book we should use across the city. And the big overwhelming result was that we are going on a bear hunt. Um, is what we will use to help our kids move from their final year of ELC into primary one. I am going to be working with the additional support for learning team and English as an additional language team to create supports around materials for the book, but I would really appreciate any resources that you might have used successfully so far with it. So that should mean that in good time for transition to start, we have a high quality suite of resources with supports in it for all of our learners. Again, please email me anything you've used. I would be very grateful. So that is us. A big thank you to Jenny Robertson, who taught me how to use GarageBand to put this together and who lent me her microphone. <laughs> um, and also a massive thank you to Lucy and Carol from Fox Covert, whose idea this was. So if you don't like it, it's not my fault. Blame them. <laughs> thank you very much for listening. Our plan for next time and the other episodes coming up are that it won't just be my voice droning on. I'm going to try to get folk to interview. I'm going to look for interesting practice to share. So if you would like to be included, please let me know. Um, if you aren't already, I would really recommend getting a Twitter account and following us at edin underscore ey. That's at edin underscore ey. Um, we'll be retweeting things um, that are good practice nationally and locally and Twitter is just a real great place to kind of start those conversations, be part of it and get that professional dialogue going. You can also find our blog at tinyurl.com forward slash ed early years. tinyurl.com forward slash ed early years. So email me if there's anything you would like to hear about next time and thank you very much for listening Cheerio, bye